Please be seated. Thanks, worship team, for leading us so well. So grateful for that. Uh, you know, uh, I'm grateful to be with you this morning. My name is Russ Siders, and uh, I've been a part of this community from the very beginning, and it's just a pleasure to greet all of you. Es un placer saludar a todos, to greet those online as well who are worshiping with us. We're glad you are also tuned in, and we hope that this is a blessing for you. Saludos a los que estén adorando en línea. I want to just highlight something here, quick a moment, before we continue, and that is that next week we have a very important meeting. Uh, we have a second vote on our Sunrise New Bylaws. We had a first vote about a month ago. Hace un mes, votamos sobre los reglamentos de la iglesia, los nuevos reglamentos. And the next one will be next Sunday after worship. El domingo que viene después del culto, vamos a tener un segundo voto. If you're a mission partner at Sunrise, we especially want you there uh, to to. Lend your vote and your voice. Los que son compañeros de misión, queremos que ustedes voten. We have absentee ballots for those of you that can't be here for whatever reason next week, but they need to be turned in before next Sunday. So uh, you can grab one from up there. And if you haven't seen the proposed revisions to our bylaws, there are copies back there as well. Si quieren ver la nueva revisión de los reglamentos, hay, un, hay copias ahí disponibles en español también. So please be mindful of that. And oh, I'm going to add something sweet to the pot here. We're going to have a really beautiful special announcement next week we want you to know about. So um, you'll, you'll want to be a part of that. So vamos a tener un anuncio especial la semana que viene también. With that said, I want to uh, just uh, dismiss our boys and girls to children in worship time. We're so grateful for that ministry, for the children that take part in that, for the helpers and teachers. Thank you, one and all. We're glad that you're here. Es tiempo para los niños en adoración. Despedimos a los niños. And uh, the rest of us are going to be getting into God's word together as we are continuing in this series on the book of Revelation. And I cannot believe how fast it's going. Uh, we are covering a lot of material, but we've gone quickly. Uh, estamos avanzando en esta serie sobre Apocalipsis. And today our focus is going to be on chapter 18. Hoy nos enfocamos en capítulo 18. Our reading will be from chapter 18, verses 1 through 5 to begin with. Comenzamos con capítulo 18, versículos 1 al 5. There are Bibles in the back if you need them. You can also follow along on the screen or on your phone. And uh, again, what we're trying to do, what we're attempting to do is to read Revelation with fresh eyes to try to get a sense of what those first Christians would have heard when, when they encountered this part of God's Word. Estamos leyendo con ojos nuevos como los primeros cristianos. And so uh, we'll be looking at some other scripture along the way, but I'm going to begin reading in Spanish, and then we'll read it in English. Voy a comenzar leyendo en español, y luego lo leemos en inglés. This is a vision inspired by the Holy Spirit given to John. Es una visión inspirada del Espíritu dada a Juan, and so this is God's word. Esta es la palabra de Dios, y dice lo siguiente. Después de esto, había otro ángel que bajaba del cielo. Tenía mucho poder, y la tierra se iluminó con su resplandor. Gritó a gran voz, ha caído, ha caído la gran Babilonia. Se ha convertido en morada de demonios y en guarida de todo espíritu maligno, en nido de toda ave impura y detestable. Porque todas las naciones han bebido el excitante vino de su adulterio. Los reyes de la tierra cometieron adulterio con ella, y los comerciantes de la tierra se enriquecieron, a costa de lo que ella despilfarraba en sus lujos. Luego huyó otra voz del cielo que decía, salgan de ella, pueblo mío, 
para que no sean cómplices de sus pecados, ni los alcance ninguna de sus plagas, pues sus pecados se han amontonado hasta el cielo y de sus injusticias se ha acordado Dios. After this I saw another angel coming down from heaven. He had great authority and the earth was illuminated by his splendor. With a mighty voice he shouted, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling for demons and a haunt for every impure spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable animal. For all the nations have drunk the maddening wine of her adulteries. The kings of the earth committed adultery with her, and the merchants of the earth grew rich from her excessive luxuries. Then I heard another voice from heaven say, Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not receive any of her plagues. For her sins are piled up to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. So uh, back in the 1980s, there was a guy by the name of Don Meredith. Don Meredith was an announcer for Monday Night Football Games on TV. Don Meredith era locutor de Juegos de Fútbol Americano en la televisión. And he was a Texan. He liked to have a lot of fun. And he wanted his audience to have fun, too. A él le gustaba divertirse. And so at the end of almost every football game, at that point in the game where it became apparent who was going to lose, Don would sing this old Willie Nelson song. Okay, al momento cuando era aparente quién iba a perder el, el juego, él cantaba una canción vieja. It goes like this. Turn out the lights, the party's over. They say all good things must come to an end. Turn out the lights, the party's over. Tomorrow starts the same old thing again. I just butchered it, but that's basically the way he sang it, all right? He butchered it too. He wasn't that good of a singer. <laughs> Apaga las luces, se acabó la fiesta. Dicen todo lo que, lo que es bueno se acaba. That was the idea. Now, if your team was losing, you hated to hear that song, right? You just didn't want to hear that. Si perdía tu equipo, no querías escuchar esa canción. But if your team was winning... Well, you, you, you'd sing right along with Dandy Don. I mean, you just wanted to sing that song. Si ganaba tu equipo, tú querías cantar esa canción. Now, granted, in years since, we've gotten much more refined and much more sophisticated when it comes to things like that. We don't sing this song anymore. We sing another song. Somos más sofisticados y cantamos otra canción. Na, 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 na. Hey, 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 goodbye, right? Adios, amigos. Yeah, that's it. You guys are, you're done. So, you know, there's, there's nothing like a good song to celebrate a great victory. Una buena canción celebra una gran victoria. And as we look at Revelation chapter 18, that's what I think we find here. We find a song. It's a song of victory. In Apocalipsis 18, hay un, una canción de victoria. In fact, did you know, Bible scholars actually have a technical name for this song. This song is called a prophetic taunt song. Es una canción profética de burla, según los académicos. It's a prophetic taunt song. 
What does that mean? Well, it's a song that mocks or taunts the enemy. But, you know, in a kind of holy and godly way. Es una canción que se burla del enemigo de una forma piadosa. And it all starts here in verse 1. Verse 1 tells us about this angel coming down from heaven with great authority, great power. And this angel lights up the entire world. Este ángel viene con autoridad y poder y ilumina la tierra con su resplandor. And this angel is basically shouting. This angel is singing, está gritando. Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. Ha caído, ha caído la gran Babilonia. It's almost as if this angel is saying, Hey, Babylon, turn out the lights. The party's over. Hey, hey, Babylon, goodbye. Apaga la luz, es Babilonia. Adios, Babilonia. And then, as the song goes on, we get a picture of what is going to be Babylon's final condition. What is going to happen to Babylon? Vemos lo que va a ser la condición final de Babilonia. In verse 2, she has become a dwelling for demons and a haunt for every impure spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable animal. Se ha convertido en morada de demonios, en guarida de todo espíritu maligno, en nido de toda ave impura y detestable. In other words, in the end, Babylon is going to fall, and Babylon is basically going to become a garbage dump, a landfill for all of the evil refuse of the world to be put in it and left to rot. Babilonia va a ser como un basurero para el mal del mundo, para que se pudre. Para que se pudra. Why will this happen? Porque, well, verse 3 tells us, for all the nations have drunk the maddening wine of her adulteries. The kings of the earth committed adultery with her. The merchants of the earth grew rich from her excessive luxuries. Todas las naciones han bebido el excitante vino de su adulterio. Y los comerciantes de la tierra se enriquecieron a costa de lo que ella despilfarraba en sus lujos. Now, Babylon's going down because she has brought the world down. Babilonia ha jalado para abajo el mundo. If we go back to chapter 14, verse 8, we knew this moment was coming. We were told about it back then, 14.8. Vimos lo siguiente. There we find a second angel follows the first angel that was flying in the sky and proclaiming the gospel. And this second angel says, Fallen, fallen is Babylon the great which made all the nations drink the maddening wine of her adulteries. Un segundo ángel gritaba, ya cayó, ya cayó la gran Babilonia, la que hizo que todas las naciones bebieran el excitante vino de sus adulterios. So this is basically the message here. Babylon's party train is heading into the final station and it's going to be the end of the line for Babylon. El tren de fiesta de Babilonia ya Llega a su parada final. And in light of this inevitable reality that Babylon's party is over, in verse 4 of Revelation 18, we find another voice appearing with a warning. Otra voz aparece con, con una advertencia. Then I heard another voice from heaven say, Come out of her, my people so that you will not share in her sins, so that you will not 
receive any of her plagues. For her sins are piled up to heaven and God has remembered her crimes. Otra voz decía, salgan de ella, pueblo mío, pueblo mío, para que no sean cómplices de sus pecados, ni los alcance ninguna de sus plagas, pues sus pecados se han amontonado hasta el cielo y de sus injusticias se ha acordado Dios. There's a warning here that is given to those Christians in those seven churches of Asia Minor, to God's people, es una advertencia a los cristianos de, de, de Asia, esas siete iglesias. But it's also a warning for, for Christians today, I think. It's a warning for all people of faith. It's a warning, and it's basically saying, if you are tempted to join in Babylon's party, don't. Si están tentados a unirse a la fiesta de Babilonia, por favor, no lo hagan. If you're tempted... To accommodate to the evil pleasures and the idolatries of Babylon, to the world, the flesh, and the devil, don't do it. Si quieren acomodarse al mundo, la carne y el diablo, no lo hagan. Stand back. Get out of the way. Or you're going to get burned. You'll be destroyed right along with Babylon. If you get sucked into her party. Apártanse porque serán destruidos como Babilonia. Now, if we listen really carefully, I think we hear the echo of another biblical story going on here. I echo de otra historia de la Biblia. It goes all the way back to the very beginning, to the book of Genesis. And the story that I have in mind is the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. Se trata de Sodoma y Gomorrah, Génesis. If you go back to Genesis 13, 12, we're told there that Lot, the nephew of the great man Abraham, decided to pitch his tent near Sodom. Lot, sobrino de Abraham, quería tener su carpa cerca de Sodoma. What does that mean? It means that Lot wanted to be near the party. He wanted to be near the, the pleasures and the prosperity and the luxury of that wicked place. Lo querías acomodarse al, al lujo y a la prosperidad, los placeres de ese lugar. But that was a dangerous place for Lot to be. In Genesis 19, verse 17, before God destroys Sodom with fire, He sends two angels, two messengers to warn Lot. Genesis uh, 19, 17. And what do these angels say to him? They say, flee for your lives. Don't look back. Don't stop anywhere. Flee to the mountains or you too will be swept away. Escápate, no mires hacia atrás, dicen a Lot. Ni te detengas en ninguna parte. Huye hacia las montañas. No sea que tú perezcas. In other words, it's saying the same thing that we find here in Revelation chapter 18, verse 4. Come out of her. Come out of Babylon. Come out of Sodom. Apartate de Sodoma. So, you see, Babylon represents something more than, than what we think. You know, last week we talked about how Babylon represented Rome, the city of Rome. Hablamos como Babilonia representa Roma, la ciudad. And how Babylon also represented the Roman Empire. Representaba el imperio romano. But Babylon also represented the beast behind the Roman Empire. 
the evil forces from the pit of hell that are moving the Roman Empire to dominate the world. Babilonia también está conectada con la bestia, las fuerzas malvadas detrás del imperio romano. But it's more than that. So when the scripture says here, don't get cozy with Babylon, it's not just talking about Rome. No te acomodes a Babilonia, no se trata solo de Roma. It's talking about the kind of wickedness that was found in Sodom. So Babylon is also connected to Sodom. Babilonia se conecta con Sodoma. But Babylon is also connected to the kind of sinful pride that we saw in another place. Babel in Genesis 11. In Genesis 11, vemos a Babel. In fact, did you know the word Babel and Babylon have the same root? Babel y Babilonia tienen la misma raíz. And in Genesis chapter 11, we read that famous story about the people of Babel who in their wickedness and in their pride decided they wanted to be like God. Los de Babel querían hacerse como Dios. And so what did they do? They, they piled up bricks to make a great tower and they wanted to storm heaven's gates. Amontonaron ladrillos para llegar al cielo en una gran torre. But God put a stop to that. God destroyed that project. Dios destruyó ese proyecto. If we look at Revelation 18.5, it's talking about Babylon, but it's using language like Babel. It says that Babylon's sins have piled up like those bricks all the way to heaven. Los pecados de Babilonia se han amontonado como esos ladrillos hasta el cielo. So Babylon represents Sodom, and Babylon represents Babel, and Babylon represents Rome. Babel, uh, Babilonia representa Babel, Sodoma y Roma, but Babylon also represents Babylon, the original Babylon. También representa la, la original Babilonia. If we go to the prophet Jeremiah, chapter 51, this was written centuries before Revelation, Jeremiah 51. Here we find a song that sings about the end of the original Babylon. Hay una canción acerca del fin de la Babilonia original. And if you look at this song, there are a lot of the same things that are said in Jeremiah 51 as are said in Revelation 18, vemos mismas, las mismas cosas que se dicen aquí. For example, Jeremiah 51, 37. Babylon will be a heap of ruins, a haunt of jackals, an object of horror and scorn. Babilonia se convertirá en un montón de ruinas, en guarida de chacales, en objeto de horror y de burla. That sounds a lot like what it says in chapter 18, 2 of Revelation, how Babylon has become a haunt for evil spirits and for unclean birds and unclean animals. Eh, se parece a lo que dice Apocalipsis 18, que eh, se ha convertido en guarida de espíritus malignos. And then if we go to Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 7, versículo 7, Jeremiah 51, it says, The nations drank her wine, Babylon's wine, therefore they have now gone mad. Las naciones bebieron su vino y se enloquecieron. And that's the same thing that we find back in or forward in Revelation 18 
Verse 3, all the nations have drunk the maddening wine of her adulteries. Todas las naciones han bebido el excitante vino de su adulterio, dice en 18. Similar language, similar type of song. And then, Jeremiah 51, 45. Versículo 45 de Jeremías 51. Listen to this. Come out of her, my people. Run for your lives. Run from the fierce anger of the Lord. Huye de ella, pueblo mío. Sálvese quien pueda de mi ardiente ira. That sounds a lot like Revelation 18.4, right? Come out of her, my people, so that you will not share in her sins. Salgan de ella, pueblo mío, dice en Apocalipsis 18. So basically what we can get from this is that Babylon is going down. Babylon's party is ending. Babylon in all of her forms, past, present, and future. Babilonia viene a su fin en todas sus formas, pasado, presente, y futuro. Babylon represents every single evil human institution and empire and every evil uh, effort of the human race from the beginning of time until the end of time and it's all going to come to an end. That's the message. Se trata de cada imperio y, y cada institución humana que es malvada y representa la, la maldad del ser humano. Babylon's party is coming to a close. And then, if we go back to Revelation chapter 18, verse 9, verses 9 to 19, we have a different song. It's a different tune, a different message. Del capítulo 18, 9 a 19, hay otro mensaje. This is not a song of victory. This is not a song of, 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 of celebration. It's It's actually what we would call a lament. It's a funeral song. Ahora tenemos un lamento, una canción funeraria. And the people singing in this section are the ones on the losing team. They're the ones that have invested in Babylon. They're the ones that have benefited from Babylon. Los que cantan son los que pierden, del equipo que pierde. Who are they? Well, we find out in verse 9, Revelation 18:9, versículo 9, when the kings of the earth who committed adultery with her and shared her luxury see the smoke of her burning, they will weep and mourn over her. Cuando los reyes de la tierra que cometieron adulteria con ella vean el humo del fuego que la consume, llorarán del dolor por ella. Verse 11. The merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her because no one buys their cargoes anymore. Los comerciantes de la tierra llorarán y harán duelo por ella porque ya no habrá quien les compre sus mercaderías. And then if we go down to verses 18 and 19, 18-19, we find sea captains and sailors are crying and mourning for Babylon. Después los capitanes y los marineros están llorando. When they see the smoke of her burning, they will exclaim, Was there ever a city like this great city? They will throw dust on their heads and with weeping and mourning cry out, Al ver el humo del fuego que la consume, exclamarán, Hubo jamás alguna ciudad como esta gran ciudad. Harán duelo llorando y lamentándose a gritos. 
So you've got these three classes of people. You've got kings, you've got merchants, you've got uh, sailors, and they're all crying because the party's over. The Babylon is coming to an end. Están llorando los reyes, los comerciantes y los marineros. And they're all saying the same thing. If you look at their songs, which follow, they all say, whoa, whoa, ay, ay, these things. There's actually three sets of woes here. Actually, three sets of whoa, woes, right? Interesting. Hay tres grupos de ay, ay. Why? Because with the seven trumpets, we saw this earlier. There were three woes. This means this is, this is a done deal, and it's a, it's a hard thing. It's algo difícil y grande. These evil and greedy and misguided people are sad. Because it's time to turn out the lights. Babylon's party's over. Están tristes porque es tiempo de apagar las luces. Ya se acabó la fiesta. And then, in chapter 18, verse 20, the victory song takes over again. Después, la canción de victoria, versículo 20. And it says, rejoice over her, that is Babylon. Rejoice over her, you heavens. Rejoice, you people of God. Rejoice, apostles and prophets. For God has judged her with the judgment she imposed on you. Alégrate, oh cielo, porque le has, por lo que le ha sucedido. Alégrense también ustedes, santos, apóstoles y profetas, porque Dios, al juzgarla, les ha hecho justicia a ustedes. Be glad. Sing your song. Because you see, Babylon is getting just what it deserved. Babilonia recibe lo que merece. Then in verse 21, we find this angel picks up this massive boulder and chucks it into the sea. Un ángel arroja una gran piedra al mar. And with that, this angel says this. The angel says, with such great violence, the city of Babylon will be thrown down, never to be found again. Así también tu Babilonia, gran ciudad, serás derribada con la misma Violencia. And then that angel uh, keeps singing. And the song that the angel sings here reminds me of a famous poem. Lo que canta el ángel me recuerda un poema muy famoso. Perhaps you've heard of it. It's called The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe, a, a poem many of us had to study in school. El Cuervo de Poe. And, and what is that poem about? It's about this raven that's driving this guy crazy, and the raven keeps squawking out, never more, never more, never more. Es un cuervo que siempre grita, nunca más. Well, that's what we find here. Verse 22, the music of harpists and, and musicians and pipers and trumpeters will never be heard in you, Babylon, ever again, never more. Jamás volverá a oír sentir la música de los cantantes, arpas, flautas y trompetas, nunca más. No worker of any trade will ever be found in you again. Never more. Jamás volverá a hallarse en ti ningún tipo de artesano. Nunca más. The sound of a millstone will never be heard in you again. Never more. Jamás volverá a oírse en ti el ruido de la rueda de molino. Nunca más. The light of a lamp will never shine in you again. Never more. Jamás volverá a brillar en ti la luz de ninguna lámpara. Nunca más. The voice of bride, groom, and bride will never be heard in you again. Never more. Jamás volverá a sentirse en ti el regocijo de las nupcias. 
nunca más. Babylon is going to get her just desserts. And that's a good thing. Babilonia va a recibir lo que merece eso es bueno. And so in simple form, I think, as we look at chapter 18, you could summarize it and say that the song of chapter 18 is basically this. Turn on the lights. Evil's party is over. All bad things must end. Turn on the lights. Evil's party is over and tomorrow evil will never be found again. La canción es, enciendan las luces, se acabó la fiesta del mal, todo lo malo se acaba. Satan's dominion, which gets exercised through rebellious, sinful people, is going down. But the kingdom of Jesus Christ, exercised through his faithful followers, will endure forever and ever and ever. El reino de Satanás ejercitado por los hombres pecaminosos va para abajo, pero el reino de Jesús ejercitado por su pueblo durará para siempre. That's the message. Jesus Christ is going to return, and when he returns, he's going to put an end to the party. Jesús pondrá fin a la fiesta. He's going to put an end to war. He's going to put an end to... to Ravaging diseases, he's going to uh, put an end to human trafficking and drug trafficking. He's going to put an end to genocide and infanticide and abortion and crime. He's going to put an end to all these terrible mass shootings and poverty. He's going to put an end to it all. He's going to be putting an end to the worship of money and sex and power. It's all going to stop. Jesús pondrá fin a todo lo malo, las guerras, infanticidio, homicidio, todo va a parar. All bad things must end. Todo lo malo se acaba. And God's word is telling us that though it seems impossible, this is the truth. And the word of God is challenging us then to stand back from those things. Don't join evil in a party that's going to conclude someday. No te unas a la fiesta del mal que va a concluir algún día. It's challenging us to leave Babylon's party scene in order to learn a new song. Learn how to sing the song of the new creation that God is going to bring. Que aprendamos a cantar la nueva creación que Dios va a traer. God's word and warning of judgment here is not just empty words. No son palabras en vano estas advertencias. In fact, if we go back to Jeremiah 51, just one more time, at the end of Jeremiah 51, verse 63, Jeremiah 51, 63, God says something to Jeremiah, the prophet. He says, when you finish reading this scroll, tie a stone to it and throw it into the Euphrates. That's a river in Babylon. Then say, so will Babylon sink 
to rise no more because of the disaster I will bring on her. Dice Dios a Jeremías, cuando termines de leer el rollo, átale una piedra y arrójalo al Éufrates. Es un río en Babilonia. Luego diles, así se hundirá Babilonia y nunca más se levantará del desastre que voy a traer sobre ella. What's God saying here? He's saying to Jeremiah, the words that I've given you, put it on a rock, throw it in the river. That's how sure it is that Babylon's going down. Just like that rock sinks. Como, como se hunde esa piedra con mis palabras atadas, así va a hundir Babilonia. Well, that's what we're seeing going on in chapter 18. This angel is throwing a big rock into the sea. And basically it's a way of saying, this is a done deal. All the evil of the world is going to sink to the bottom of the pit. El ángel arroja esa gran piedra en Apocalipsis para decir, así va a terminar el mal. After all, think about it. Piénsenlo. Babel fell. Sodom fell. Rome fell. The original Babylon fell. They all fell. Sodoma, Babel, Babilonia, Roma, todos cayeron. And someday every other evil attempt to take the place of God in our world will fall too. It's going down. Satan's empire on earth will go down at the very end of it all. A fin de cuentas el imperio de Satanás va a caer. Why? Because you see, Jesus, God's word was tied to a cross and he sank like a rock to the depths of hell for you and for me. But he didn't stay there. He rose again from the dead. Eh, Jesús uh, fue atado a una cruz como una piedra se hundió hasta los, a las profundidades del infierno para resucitar de los muertos. He is alive. And because Jesus Christ has died and risen because he's gone to the depths and come back from the dead, Someday, evil's party will be over. All bad things must end. Todo lo malo se acaba algún día. So, what does that mean for us? That's the question I think we need to think about this morning. How can this truth change the way we live? ¿Cómo puede esta verdad cambiar nuestras vidas? How can we who, who follow Jesus Learn how to step back from Babylon's party. And how can we learn to march to a different drummer? How can we learn how to sing a different song in our world? ¿Cómo podemos marchar a otro ritmo y cantar una canción nueva en este mundo? It's about going against the current of the spirit of the age. It's about living as joyful and happy and and confident followers of Jesus in a dark and depressing world. Se trata de ser seguidores confiados y gozosos de Jesús en un mundo deprimiente y oscuro. Now, I don't think that means that we minimize the evil that goes on around us. It doesn't mean that we, we ignore the suffering of our world. No ignoramos el sufrimiento, ni minimizamos el mal. Absolutely not. Of all people, we as God's people should, should be 
weeping with those who weep. But we do not weep like those who have no hope. See, we're called to live in a different way. We're called to live in a way that we are beacons of God's love, His light, His goodness, His hope, His reality. We're called to be light in the darkness. That's our theme for this year. That's, our, that's what we're praying into and living into. And I think that's one of the things that Revelation is calling us to. Vamos a vivir como faros de la luz y de la esperanza y del amor y de la realidad de Dios. So, that's the question I think we need to think about. Kind of in two parts. This week, what does it mean for you and to me this week to stand back from Babylon's party? To say, you know what, I'm not, I'm not participating in that. ¿Cómo damos un paso atrás de la fiesta de Babilonia? Where might God be challenging you? It might be in a different place that he's challenging me. And the second part of it is, how can you and I encourage the people around us who are going through hard times? How can we encourage the people around us who are struggling? Maybe they've been burned by Babylon's party. Maybe things got a little out of hand for them and they're now hurting over it. How can we encourage the people around us and let them know that, that evil will not be a forever thing? ¿Cómo podemos animar a las personas a nuestro alrededor para que sepan que el mal no va a durar para siempre? What does that look like? I want to encourage us this week to think about that and then also to, to in a sense, think of our lives as singing a different song and teaching others around us to sing a different song by the way that we live. Learning how to sing the song of the new creation because that's where we're heading in Revelation. Looking at the new thing that God's going to do. Queremos aprender a, a cantar la canción de la nueva creación. How does that song go? I think it goes somewhat like this. Turn on the lights, evil's party's over. All bad things must end. Turn on the lights, evil's party's over. And now God's heavenly party can begin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Praise, praise, praise be to God. Sing it with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Praise, praise, praise be to God. Espanol. Si, 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 si. Si, 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 si. Alabado sea Dios. Si, 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 si. Si, 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 si. Alabado sea Dios. Amen. Amen. You know, the way we sing this new song and the thing that helps us to sing it is we have the profession of the church through the ages, the confession of our faith. And one of them is the Apostles' Creed. And really this month of March, I want us to, to really grow in our appreciation and in our, our understanding of this creed by saying it every week. And so I'm going to invite you to, to stand up with me as our worship team comes forward. And this is, this is part of the tune we're singing of what we believe El credo es como parte de esto. We're going to do it both in English and in Spanish. Vamos a recitar el credo en inglés y en español. At the same time, God can handle that. And so, just take a moment and look at these words. Our belief in God, the Creator, Jesus, the Son,
and the Holy Spirit and all that they have done, are doing, and will do for us. Lo que Dios, el Padre, Hijo, Espíritu Santo, han hecho, hacen y van a ser por nosotros. So people of God, let's learn how to sing. What is it that we believe? ¿En qué creemos? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. Heavenly Father, we, we just submit to you what your word has brought to us today. And although it seems impossible, we affirm that you are going to put an end to every injustice and every evil in the world. Aunque parezca imposible, afirmamos que tú vas a poner fin a toda la injusticia y todo el mal del mundo. We want that, Lord. Forgive us for the times that we actually, by our actions, say we don't want that. Every time we sin, we're saying we want evil's party to keep going. And that's not what you want. And I pray that you'll create in us clean and new hearts that want what you want. Que creas en nosotros corazones que, que quieren lo que tú quieres, Señor. Porque cada vez que pecamos, queremos que la fiesta del mal siga. Lord God, thank you that, that there is hope and there is light through Jesus Christ. Thank you that evil is a defeated enemy and that all of those enemies will be destroyed, including the last enemy, death. Tú vas a destruir todos los enemigos nuestros, hasta incluso el último enemigo, que es la muerte. So Lord God, help us to walk with you this week. Help us to shine for you. Help us to sing the song of the new creation. Ayúdanos a cantar la canción de la nueva creación. Hear us now as we sing your praises together in Jesus' name. En el nombre del Señor Jesús. Amén.